Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, uh, and today is uh, our show, uh, October 2nd. I think it's my seventh show this season, and uh, I haven't been around for a couple of months, I know, because I've been busy with my work and some personal matters, uh, but here we are again, and I thought it'd be good to uh, remind ourselves again and take a look at some of the bigger things going on in on the planet right now, and certainly for the USA chart right now, so that the theme of our, our session or our, our radio show today is on uh, the Pluto return, and hopefully looking at Neptune, but given, as I sketched out my notes here for today, probably we won't get to Neptune, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, if not, we can save that for our show coming up. Um, and, and again, just as sort of a, a reminder, if you, uh, when I finish my talk today, I'll, I'll open to the phone lines and, and call on you there. And when I do so, you can ask me any question you might wish to about, about the show or about yourself or someone else. And if I, you are about yourself or someone else, um, just give me a, a birth date and a birthplace is enough to sort of give information or do a reading, but I also, um, if I have a time of birth, I can be that much more specific if you have that information. And when I call on you, just give me a first name so I can identify you and all that. Um, no need to have your full name. And, uh, and I'll mention the area code so you know who I'm calling upon. Uh, okay. And then in terms of uh, if you want to reach me at any time, you can always email me. It's the best way to reach me, which is uh, Bill at Tried at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com and send along uh, maybe a suggestion for the show or if you want to contact me to get a reading for yourself, which is what I do. That's my job. Uh, I'd be happy to take care of you. Um, and then in terms of some uh, some sort of uh, current conditions, uh, today is a pretty important day, actually, astrologically. Uh, today is the day that Mercury turned uh, direct. Uh, it has been retrograde since September 9th, and for all of those of you who track these things, you've probably noticed it was a, a pretty intense retrograde in terms of what went on, and uh, certainly most of us find it to be a challenging time in terms of communications and even technology, but it's really a time for reflection and re-examination and to repair and renew our minds and now going forward having reviewed various thoughts and ideas over the last many weeks now from this day forward we can maybe act on those ideas or move forward with communications in a more step-by-step and progressive manner rather than going back and fixing things so it's there's a change of the energy form right now which is kind of nice and it's it's, the, the mercury is standing still today so it makes its messaging even more powerful and potent okay um, so what I said we'd, we'd do today is I'd like to take a, a look now as we move through this last quarter of 2022, I, I thought it would be helpful to consider once again the integral significance of what is happening in the USA chart at this time. Not only is there the first ever Pluto return to its natal position this year, but there's also the ongoing opposition of Neptune to Neptune's position, and that opposition is only the second time in its history. Uh, so the combination of these two alignments, along with some other significant alignments, has informed, guided, and shaped this critical year in U.S. history. What we see is that the four major alignments of Pluto with itself in the U.S. chart, the waxing square, the opposition, the waning square, and now the return, can provide a unique window into one of the most fundamental and consequential shapers of U.S. history. But as in any chart interpretation, we must begin with what the natal or birth chart indications hold for each planet and then consider their cycle of relationship to see the how and the why of the circumstances that unfolded in earlier periods. And maybe by these analyses, we might better understand their significance for us now. 
When we consider the three outermost or transformational planets, that is Pluto, Uranus, or Neptune and Uranus, their natal indications and evolutionary influences over time should be very important indeed. But I also want to remind us of this fundamental and unwavering truth that what happened and what is happening now, what is the content of the history of the United States or any country or nation or people, is that their circumstances, what was their past and is their present, these realities were not created or formed by the planets. Rather, as I understand it, the planets hold the energy forms that inspire, inform, and guide our journey on Earth, but the actual content of what is formed, of what happened and will happen, that reality is made by the complex of energy forms of you and me, of we on Earth, forged by the living spirit of we human actors, by our ancestors, and by you and me today. Moreover, though I wish to focus mostly upon Pluto and also somewhat on Neptune, I hope, in our next show, maybe if we have to, we have to remember that for us in our solar system, the outer three planets must always be considered or held together as one. That is because, at least for me, they hold and form the hierarchy of energy forms of what I call the triad of spirit. The outer planets hold as one the principle behind the power of spirit, which is the power of becoming, what I call the self that is becoming, of the mystery and majesty of the whole of creation, and for us in our solar system, that Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus hold as the avatars of the three as one, of the will and the love and the mind of the one. So Pluto is the avatar and vehicle of the will for us, the alchemical agent or energy form that brings together any entity or being as a one in their own sacred space. Each particle of creation and each and every being is formed from the spark of the divine by its monad and by that will is separated from any other particle or being by the sacred space in which it exists and over which it presides. The emergence of the many ones from the one proceeds as a series of intersections and combinations of these many fields of these ones to form greater or larger ones, atoms, molecules, organisms, planets, stars, and galaxies. The little wills of these ones form the phenomena of attraction and repulsion on the physical plane from the material, re material reality of objects and organisms, like in gravity. And this principle of sacred spaces unfolds hierarchically, proceeding downward from the one to all the realms, as we can see the more sublime exercises of the will, forming the pushes and pulls on the astral, emotional, mental, and spiritual planes too. As beings become ever more self-aware, like we in our human kingdom of life, the experience of the will leads us to our spiritual awakening, that we are here, here to learn to use this gift of the spirit for ever greater self-control or self-mastery, so that it is turned back upon oneself rather than used to trespass or to dominate, control, or violate the space of another. So Neptune is the avatar and vehicle of divine love for us, the alchemical agent or energy form that is the primal or root form of spirit, which is this, the unconditional love of the one. The whole of creation is formed of the one. It is the body of the one is creation and ranging from the most material of substances to the most sublime and ethereal of energy forms Everything and everyone is formed by divine love. By Neptune, creation is held together by our mutual attractions with and for one another. For at the root of the truth of Neptune is this, there is but one life and there is but one spirit and everything is ultimately the divine love as the root energy form creation. The great illusion that all forms of creation are seeking to move beyond 
is our separation from one another and that in truth we are one with the one as we were in the beginning so shall we be in the end this is why neptune holds for us the gifts of compassion and empathy of divine love and sacrifice as it ceaselessly seeks to move us beyond any limited form of our experience and reality so that we might embrace and experience a more complete experience of the one the gifts of dreaming and imagination of moving beyond a more limited reality form into a more encompassing one this is the neptune journey of spirit the danger lies in becoming ensnared by fantasies and illusions that separate oneself from the greater truth of the one which will lead to false forms of love as in narcissism and obsessions and projections of fear upon another or others then uranus is the avatar and vehicle of mind or individuality for us the alchemical agent or energy form that holds the other essential root form or quality of spirit which is that everything and everyone is part of the mind of the one which means that every single part of creation is conscious from the dimmest forms of awareness to the most sublime contemplations of the hierarchies of the shining ones the quality of mind is the foundation for that other special essence of spirit individuality as much as each monad of spirit has the energy form of will and is also made of the energy form of love each monad is also endowed with the spiritual quality of self-becoming of what we call swabhava this essential nature of creation means that each and every part of creation is an individual monad with its own specialness or what I call quintessence and that every monad is on a journey of becoming a complete and freed monad a divinely aware spark of the divine another shining one in the body of the one now the dynamic of spiritual growth and evolution held within the space of the will by pluto is propelled by the interplay and dynamic balancing of these second and third qualities in every monad by neptune and uranus for us with the one being the drive to oneness by love for communality versus the drive to individuality by mind for independence in all the realms of creation and certainly in our human-made worlds of family and tribe community and nation states the balance between the communalizing and the individualizing forces within our monadic natures ever continues to forge the path of our spiritual awakening for humanity on this earth so let us turn and consider the influences that are brought to bear by the birth of the United States and the meanings that are held by Pluto and by Neptune, hopefully, and the importance of their alignments in the past and now. The USA was born with the planet Pluto as the rising planet, which is the first planet to cross the ascendant or horizon line after birth and placed in the sign of Capricorn and in the second house of the chart i have commented upon the significance of this natal placement in many previous blog posts and radio shows but it will certainly help our understanding if we restate it again traditional mundane astrology would list the second house as ruling a nation's wealth as in its taxes and stock shares and bonds and exports and institutions that deal with monies like banks and trading houses and the like this is what many observers who hold to the prevailing materialistic view of reality would call the wealth of a nation and though it is true that this is the conventional measure of the wealth of a nation i and many others believe we should approach the question with a more meaningful measure the eternal value of the living spirit from love where the happiness and well-being of all life forms is the standard of measure for value if we exclude though we cannot and should not all other life forms that abide in a country's realm the value of a nation is truly to be found 
in the well-being of the people of that land. Spiritually, the value of each person or of a people is founded upon their spiritual development, their intellectual rigor, their emotional integrity, and their physical well-being. And it is this which creates the true wealth of any community, which is the value they have in one another and determines the value they will make together or with one another. The value of a person or a people is not fixed. And certainly with Pluto in the second house of value for the United States, it would be by the power of rebirth, renewal, and transformation that the USA would create the wealth of the nation. And that this protean experience and the growth of human potential would form the content of U.S. history. To form any truly spiritual union, we make sacrifices for one another. And this is the very means by which we change and grow. We are asked to sacrifice our lesser qualities, our egos, in order to combine with another through our deeper values. And it is by this that we release the power of transformations and renewal for one another. This is the essential nature of spirit at the heart of Pluto and alchemy. Additionally, the sign of Capricorn is really in the USA's second house and is the sign that Pluto is in, which indicates that the values of the USA would be rooted in truths that have stood the test of time, that what we would call more or less everlasting spiritual truths that these truths would form the bedrock or value or foundation for the nation, embodied into the institutions of the nation and enshrined into the laws that protect all sacred unions and the union of the nation itself. With Pluto, the avatar of the will and holder of the power of alchemy, being in the United States' second house, we would expect that the USA would be a creator of values by being a transformer of values through the power of alchemy. At the very inception of the USA, as indicated by this placement, the nation was founded upon a union, a joining by agreement among, the, among its members to pledge their lives and sacred honor to one another. The USA was the first nation to be founded not on race or religion or ethnicity or any other prior designations. The USA was founded upon a principle. It was to be a covenant nation, a joining, a fusion, or alchemical nation of transformation. As it is declared on the seal of the United States, it would be a new order for the centuries founded upon a covenant compact where all were to be equal before and protected by laws that we agreed to, we would enshrine and protect the sacred spaces of our unions and union. But that promise of equality and justice was tragically broken from the very outset. And this calamitous history of wrongs forms the great burden of karma that the United States has yet to address. Rather than a foundation in spirit and freedom, the United States was made by the expropriation of lands and genocide of native peoples and by the enslavement of peoples taken from their homelands and held by terror against their will as the property of others. For much of U.S. history, the measure of wealth and the exercise of power which flows from it has often been narrowly defined so as to exclude the vast majority of people from being as valued as they should. The exercise of power was circumscribed and limited to the few who held power by landed or financial wealth so that far too many had little consequential power and were thwarted in their ability to achieve their hopes and dreams. Progress was made and then reversed time and time again. The liberation of the slave population after the Civil War produced a very brief period of greater self-determination during Reconstruction. That progress is broken 
by a deal between Democrats and Republicans in 1877 that ended the federal oversight of the former slave states, who then quickly reestablished a system of law and terror that prevented any meaningful progress for almost another 100 years. So let's look at these three previous alignments of Pluto to itself in the USA chart and see how that may help us understand the present return of Pluto. Though the intervening minor alignments can prove illuminating as well, these major turnings will be most helpful. Again, our focus will remain upon the question of value principally the essential value of the people and their power to help one another to fulfill their dreams. The first alignment of, major alignment of Pluto with Pluto was the square of 1848 to 1850. This first major alignment of Pluto to Pluto in the USA chart um, was a waxing square, certainly bringing its influence to bear upon, but only exact after the Mexican War of 1846 to 1848, the first major alignment of Pluto to itself can be seen as setting in motion the final fateful steps that led to the Civil War. The growing struggle to limit or extend slavery was actually the principal reason for which the Mexican War was fought. Yes, the real cause of the Mexican War was, by, was pushed by American slaveholders and their political allies who needed fresh lands to pursue their monocrop culture, growing cotton, because it's a system that continuously exhausts the land, requiring new lands. The push by southern states to extend slavery throughout all the newly seized lands of California, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, and Utah led to a compromise, which included a much tougher fugitive slave law. From this moment of choice, the die was cast, and just like when Caesar crossed the Rubicon, the elements were set that would lead to the Civil War after Abraham Lincoln's election in 1860. A struggle between two very different ways of understanding what it means to be human, two very different value systems, most especially in how we value each and every human life, forced the USA to face its first great crisis of value. That is what a square aspect presents. It is a turning point. It's a fork in the road, and the decision requires commitment to one way and a turning away from the other. It was an existential crisis between two wholly incompatible value systems, and only force would decide the issue. The next major aspect was Pluto opposite Pluto, 1936 to 1937. The opposition is said to be the climax of a cycle of relationship where a revelation is at hand and the possibility of reaping the reward of good efforts since the last waxing square or facing the consequences if intentions and actions were inadequate. In the mid-1930s, the USA and the world were in the greatest economic crisis called the Great Depression. Now that was a crisis in value. The entirety of the economic order for the world came crashing down. To confront the failure of the free-from-regulation markets of the world, some countries turned to fascism, some to communism. But in the United States, President Franklin Roosevelt chose the path of reform and renewal. With programs like the New Deal, like Social Security and Medicare, and new economic regulations and policies, a transformation and renewal of U.S. value, of the essential worth and value of the general population of people of the U.S., that led to an economic growth path that was more equitable and just, and it lasted for over 40 years. From the most concentrated income distribution in 1929, the U.S. had its most equitable growth in incomes across all percentiles from the late 1940s until the early 1980s. 
The fundamental idea behind all of this was that the essential value of the nation was its people, and they should be given every opportunity to better themselves, and that we should invest in one another, and we would all benefit. But beginning with the struggles to make the U.S. society truly more equitable, with the civil rights movements and legislations in the late 1950s and 1960s, this push for true equality fostered a counter-revolution to what had been the New Deal liberal paradigm, and it called itself neoliberalism. The proponents of this theory sought to return the political and economic regulatory environment to the more unfettered capitalism of the late 1800s. The claim was made that by slashing taxes and reducing regulations and by returning the vast majority of wealth to the top percentiles, the United States would greatly increase growth for the general economy, and this would lead to a so-called rising tide that would lift all boats. And it would be these policies and their proponents who would come to power in the next great turning of Pluto. The next turning was Pluto, square Pluto, 1982 to 1983. Just as the Pluto square of 1848 to 1850 was a turning point, so too was the square of 1982-83. But the difference is the 1840s was a waxing square, which concerns a definite choice about the form or content of what would emerge. It was a crisis of action. For the 1980s, the waning square was a response to what was revealed at the opposition of the 1930s and required that a definite choice must be made in the realm of the mind. It was a crisis in consciousness. Ronald Reagan's presidential campaign of 1980 presented that the problems and troubles facing America stemmed from one source, and he ran on the slogan, the government is the problem. The Republican program to dismantle the New Deal sought to reduce or eliminate the general support for welfare and value of all Americans, which had been created by Social Security and Medicare and economic regulations and reforms, and from environmental regulations and other social programs. Over time, most Republicans and many Democrats fervently believed in or consented to this faith that by reducing government taxation and regulation and returning wealth to the few, that this would lead to an economic miracle. What it has created instead is what we see around us today. The USA has disinvested in its people and physical infrastructure for over 40 years now. In 2022, we have the greatest inequality in wealth that we have ever had, surpassing the previous gap of 1929. We are back at the next great turning of value, but this time it is a beginning, like a new moon, because this year we are experiencing the return of Pluto to its position. At each turning of Pluto for the past 246 years, the USA has faced the task of addressing the fundamental question, what is the essential value of the nation? As it was in at the founding moment, so it has been at every turning, in the Civil War, in Roosevelt's New Deal, and in Reagan's neoliberal revolution, the response to Pluto has been to redefine and revalue the value of Americans themselves, of how they see themselves and how they treat one another, and to answer the question, what is the real wealth of the nation? But those previous turnings were reactions and responses to what was laid down at the founding of the USA, of the first cycle of promises kept and those that were not. What we are faced with now is the very real opportunity and peril of a new beginning. At a new moon, or here at a planetary return, the energy form and what it represents releases a flow of new potential from the root source. That means if we can hold in our hearts and minds the true nature and as to the source of value 
of our covenant nation, then we may be able to build a more spiritual version of the USA. For me, I see our present day struggles over who is an American, over who gets to decide, decide how we will govern ourselves, and all the many confusions, discords, and even threats of violence as confirming that we are exactly in this moment of the new beginning. It is not yet formed. It is emerging. And the story of how great or small will be our contribution to the promise of America is yet to be known. What we cannot know is what is going to happen with Pluto's return, for we are too close to it. But it is happening through each and every one of us. If we want to be builders of that better vision and version of America, we must be guided by what is spiritually and undeniably right. Given what was promised and what has happened, the return of Pluto for me means we must pledge ourselves once again to this very long journey towards equality and self-fulfillment for one and for all. If we are to restore the promise, but make it better than before, we must acknowledge that our greatest treasure is our people and that we should endeavor to help each person and group realize their fullest potential. We must remember that what made every one of us, and in fact drives the entirety of creation, that we are what we are through the power of combination, forged by the mystery of alchemy. To do this work, we must sacrifice for one another to build a better tomorrow. We must let go of our fears and create a space of forgiveness for growth. We can take a small leap of faith that starts with the understanding of the essential goodness of one another and that each of us is not just capable of, but in fact must change if we are to grow. We are the wealth of this nation, and the source and measure of this wealth is our love for one another. We must remember that we were made from love, and we are simply here to love one another. Well, I, uh, I wanted to bring in Neptune, because it's a big part of that too, uh, the whole love part, uh, it's hard for me to separate these things out and they sort of form up, as I said, a triad for me that you know, Pluto, Neptune and Uranus. And I can't talk with one about one without talking about the other two. Uh, but we pretty much did that today. So we'll we'll just continue with that for now. And, and hopefully I'll um, in the next week or two uh, do another follow up to this talking a little bit about Pluto, but more about Neptune and probably bring in Uranus as well to just talk about these various energies that are at play here that are quite remarkable and how they're coinciding and are, are rhyming to what happened in previous alignments. Uh, I, I find that quite fascinating and I want to point that out in, uh, in the next show. So anyways, um, I see I took up more, more than half of my show talking to you today, but it's been a while since I've had a chance to speak to all of you. So I thought that was important to, um, to do that, but let me, let me turn to all of you now, and it's all lined up there, but again, the, the program doesn't tell me who came in first or second, so I'm, <laughs> as for your bearing, bearing that in mind, I'll call on you as, I, as, I, as best I can and uh, see who you are. So again, I'm going to call on each of you. Uh, I'll state the area code that I'm clicking on so you'll know I'm speaking to you, hopefully. And then if you um, have a question for me, just give me your first name, and, we'll, we'll, and I'll take up your question and, and see what we find. So um, I'm calling on someone. Uh, area code 305. Um, let me see how do I do, how do, I do this. Um, it's on mute. Turn them on. There we go. Okay. Um, hi, you're on with Bill. Who's calling? I 305. Did, Deanna. Oh, hi, Deanna. Hi there. I got a home. You've got a home. <laughs> I got well, a home. That, unbelievable. You, 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 unlike some so many poor souls in Florida have now got a home. Um, well, good for you, good for you. Um, and 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 excuse me, where where is your home? Where I I don't know where you live. 
In Fort Lauderdale. In in Fort in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, in old Fort Lauderdale. In old Fort. So you're in Florida. So you you were you were just there in the hurricane. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. We are, we are very far from there. It really hit hard in Fort Myers and, you know, Venice and all those places. Sure, you know, I have, I have, I, I, I actually have relatives who live in Fort Myers and they pretty much lost their home and they've had to leave and they're trying to figure out what to do now. But, um, yeah, it, it, many, many people were hit very hard and other people less so, but still their lives will not be the same for quite some time and our hearts go out to all of them. Um, so, but you're okay. You, you got through okay. Uh, very well. Thank goodness. And, um, we were all scared. So the level of fear, you know, climbed up, but, uh, yeah. really very happy to hear you. I hope you would, you could do it like a full hour program talking to us. Um, <laughs> well, know. well, I, 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 I could certainly, and maybe, maybe someday I'll think of doing a show where I just talk and not, not take calls. But I try to break it up, and you know, because um, there's definitely plenty to talk about. There's no doubt about that. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Thank you. Um, did you, did you have a question for today? You just wanted to say hello, or, or, or what, what's, what's on your mind? Well. First of all, I find your program inspiring and the thoughts of, you know, becoming more community spiritually, they are yeah. good. And I'm going to send you to them to other people so they can hear you. And my question regards my health. I'm still in a, you know, situation with my health that um about to start a treatment. And I would definitely like to call you privately, but whatever you could tell me on the air is good. And I'll write you. Okay. So please well, yeah, the, we we know that this area of the the order of your life, your lifestyle, and that would include your living situation, which has been very disrupted of late, as you know, and that includes our well-being and health sectors of our life that's all sort of located in what we call the sixth house of the chart and that has been uh, as you well know because we've talked about this time and time again um, this has been one of the more active areas of your chart because not only do you have um, the progressed moon moving through this part of your chart but the planet Saturn transiting through there too and so having the two great timekeepers the inner life timekeeper of the moon and the outer life of Saturn in the sixth house these last several years going back to 2019-20 has been this focus on health and well-being in your life and the the very good news coming up here in the not too distant future is that both of these indicators of this area being the focus are about to leave it Um, and so the moon will leave that sixth house um, by by the December tw- end of December 2022, and Saturn will also leave that house, and that will be um, really to good for good in January 2023. So the way I look at this is say this this long period of testing, if you will, in terms of how I order my life and find peace of mind and peace around me, that's been so challenging for the last several years. That is about to conclude. Um, and so the promise would be that you're going to move into a much less fraught period, at least in regards to your health and your physical well-being. That's what we would expect. Um, so, but, you're, but, but you say you're, you're scheduled for a, a procedure operation soon. Is that what you said? Right now, I have to take some medication by mouth and see. And I'm a little, you know, frightened about it. I'm going to try to see if I can call you soon and uh, look into it further. But um, I want to start the treatment today. I've been putting it off for like 10 days already. Because of, you know, just fear. You know, pharmaceuticals and all that. But I, I, can't, I can't not take it. I have to, you know, take a chance. Okay. Okay. Well, again, 
that mercury was moving through your is moving through your first house and um it just has been aligning because it's happening for all of us mercury's opposite neptune as it went direct here so clarity in communications or miscommunications has been an issue of late for many people and very strong right now but also if we can pull away or hold ourselves centered and not give in to fear there's a way of seeing through more clearly right now that's equally being shown or offered to us and and that's something that you should take comfort from that there is help available and there's insight coming and certainly if you can avoid any kind of major procedure and instead take medicine or something to, to that effect would obviously be a better way to go. Um, and so um, well, we can certainly try to talk privately at some other point. Okay. Thank you. And thanks for coming back. I've been looking out to see you every week. So God bless. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye, Deanna. Bye. Okay, let's see who we else we have here. Um, um, I'm going to call on somebody probably local because it's a 917, but who knows? Uh, you never know nowadays what numbers where people are really. <laughs> so here's, here's a 917 phone number. Who Bill. am I speaking to? Yes. Bill, it's Alex. <laughs> yes. How are you? Alex. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, Alex, how are you? Alex with the dogs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. So I am how are well. You doing? I am actually. In, I'm in the zone, baby. Oh my goodness, everybody! I, I, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a wonderful place to be, except in a hurricane. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, fortunately, my I'm in Sarasota. We didn't get hit badly. I'm so sorry about your friends in Fort Myers. It's horrific. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's really really awful. Um, I mean, I hurt so little off. because again. Yeah, we've heard so little, really, because um, they're, they're, they're so cut off that we don't, we're just getting bits and pieces of what happened. We just know that they're okay, and they're, you know, trying to yeah. figure out what to do next. Yeah, they're um, totally off the grid but, down. Yeah. The cell phone service is all down. The blue over all oh, the towers. Oh, yeah. So anybody yeah. who has Verizon it, is out. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's a mess. And, um, yeah. yeah, so, so I, again, I, I, I know it's Alex, but I forget your last name, and I can't I think you have me at either know, Elman or Foley. Oh, or Foley. Let me see what I got you as. E-L-M-A-N. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I know. The problem with my database now is I could have so many people that I had to divide it up into separate databases so I don't have everybody in one, which is a pain, mm-hmm. but it's, I have to accept that. No, I don't think – you must be under Foley, so let me just take a look. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. There you are. Okay. I got you. Okay. So what, what sorry about that. So what can I do for you? That's okay. So I started a yeah, new program yeah. of a graduate study and I feel like it's going to really be the next phase of my life. And I want to know if I'm right. Well, um, again, that inner <laughs> measure of time is the key for most people in terms of where changes are happening. I'm being open to making changes in my life. Um, and as you might well know that we've maybe spoken before about this, but your progressed moon has been moving through the second house of your chart, which is the house of value, the one we were talking about all today, Mm -hmm. the house of what is my value, what are my strengths, what are my abilities, and how am I working with them and developing them. And roughly about three months ago, the moon also changed signs in that house into the sign of value, the, the sign of Taurus, which of course is where you have where you have your moon by birth and so that means you're coming to a you're coming to a progressed lunar return in about four months but when the moon's in the second house or in the second sign and now you've got both i always say to somebody this is the time to be most open to the development of new values and new resources or new applications of your old talents and abilities in your life the whole point of life is we're here to grow it is to grow, and that means you've got to change, and I've got to acquire new skills or reapply old skills or be open to making these changes. And then I realize my value is an ever-renewing fountain source of value as opposed to being something fixed. I was good at this you know, when I was in my 20s, not so good in my 40s. But look what I can do now in my 40s that I couldn't imagine doing in my 20s, right? <laughs> so it's like right, – um, right. 
it's realized to realize our value is more than we realize. But the key is to be open to evolving and changing uh, with these shifting uh, energies and time. You are in a time of repotentialization, building a new value of yourself. It's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, it's a master's yeah. in dispute resolution, so there you go. Oh, wow. Wonderful. So you're going to be helping mm-hmm. other people uh, resolve their differences or problems. You're going to... Correct. Right? Is that the... Yep. Okay. Yep, as opposed to going, well, again, yep, the litigation within industries and businesses and maybe politically, I don't know. If you haven't found a tip. Sure, no, no. Well, we, I mean, well, that. that's... Well, that, that, that certainly is one of the things in your chart that you were, you have many planets in the fourth house, which is the house of the roots and foundations of one's life. But the next fullest house in your chart is the seventh house of relationships and partnerships, which mm-hmm. are, is the house where we work with other people and counseling and advising and working with them. Um, and in fact, the ruler of your chart, the planet Uranus is in that house. So being involved in something that is, uh, in, innovative and very progressive in regards to how we manage our interfacing or interactions with each other is something that you'd be drawn to. And, of course, Gemini, yeah. which is your sign, being the sign of intelligence yeah. is the sign of people get stuck because I'm seeing this this way, you're seeing it that way, and we seem to be clashing. And Gemini is supposed to say to two different people or to parties and say, well, why don't you look at it this way? And all of a sudden they realize, oh, my God, we don't have a problem, or here's the solution. And that's Gemini's job is to think outside the box. That yep. Oh, good. Then I have, finally hit the people, right that, mark. Yeah, that people have put themselves into, not by choice maybe, but just by circumstance. They've gotten stuck in a way of thinking or believing and acting, and it's causing their problems. And Gemini just says, well, don't think about it that like that. <laughs> like, yep. you know, yeah. which is easy for Gemini to do, but harder for other people. Uh, <laughs> but still... <laughs> It's yeah, like just you keep shining that. Oh yeah, keep yeah, keep shining that light of consciousness from a different angle. It illuminates the problem, and often we realize there is no problem. Um, so good for you, good for you. So when will you be uh, up and you. running and doing this? Then how how long before you're well, able to? Oh, I can be up and running immediately. You know, while I'm oh, taking okay. my courses, and it's got the law in it oh, too, great. which I love. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I can start right away. But I, I officially graduate December of 23. Okay. Let me just see, you know, just for argument's sake. Um, sure. Let's see what's going on. Then, then I should go to somebody else probably. But let me just yeah, see. Yeah, of course. Uh, let, me, let me see what's going on here in 22 and 23. And probably I'm sure I'm going to find something because uh, Lord knows. Um, by and I will 20, make an appointment. An appointment. By, yeah, by December 2023 is when that progress moon leaves the second house and goes into your third house, which, again, is the natural house of Gemini. That's the house of communications and networking. And having worked on developing my values, now I'm applying my values out in the world. Well, look at that. Um, <laughs> look at that. I mean, literally December. I mean, that's just remarkable. Yep. Um, but, but, again, am I surprised? No. Um, <laughs> but still, it's it's. It's always nice to be reassured and say, yeah, there is, there is rhyming and reason out there. Um, great. Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you. I will call okay. you privately also make an appointment. Okay. Thank you for everything. You're uh, always awesome. Uh, okay. Great. Thanks, Alex. I'll talk to you later. Bye now. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. Oh, it's good to hear from people. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, I, w- I want to m- try to do this in some sort of order and not call on someone I called on before. Uh, that would not be too hard yet, but uh, let's see. Um, uh, I'm going to call on this person. It's a 530 area code. And who's this? Hi, Bill. It's Annie. 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 How are you? Which, well, well, which Annie? I mean, I'm in California. <laughs> my ne- my okay. last name is Nelson. Oh, okay. And if you, I, well, then I have you in my database if I, yeah, I, I sure. give me yeah. that. Like, I, <laughs> okay. Uh, but maybe have you, maybe have you on the blog talk grouping as well. I don't know. Um, but if not, I'll go into the, into the, there you are. Good. Okay. I've got you. So what can I do for you? Well, I think today I'm, um, I heard you just remember, uh, mentioned the last lady about relationships. I think that's what's resonating with me, what, how my chart is 
supporting or challenging me or with relationships, uh, personal relationships? Well, of course, uh, uh, as opposed to just the previous person, Alex, um, your seventh house is a very full house, but even more significant because that's where you have the sun itself and the chart. So it's the center of your life and Mercury and Venus. So it's all about relationship for you. Um, and, and of course, the challenge and reward of that is that you're born, as you know, with that exact square of your sun in Aries and your moon in Cancer. And the tension set up there is between, you know, relationships versus my path and purpose and career and reconciling those in terms of holding those things together in my life is going to be, you know, would, would be a challenge, you know, how to be this blending of this fire energy and this watery energy, you know, idealism and then, you know, sympathy and compassion and caring blended together. Um, they must be blended together, but it's, it's, it's sometimes challenging to do so. Um, yeah. So you're asking. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm feeling so. challenged. So I'm looking for some <laughs> words of inspiration. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. Let's see what's going on here. So in terms of that inner measure of time, the big timekeeping inwardly, um, you're about to move into a very special period coming up here at the end of this month. For the last couple of years, your progressed moon's been going through your 11th house, um, which is the house of friendships and companionships, the house of social ideals and social consciousness. So it's been, all been about, for Annie, am I with my people? Or, or, mm-hmm. or better, where are my people? <laughs> and so yeah. uh, if I'm not with my people, then, then my dreams aren't coming true because they are my dreams come true, I like to say. Um, so you've been working on that question of, in terms of relationships, all the most close and most tangential, uh, what holds us to one another is our shared set of values and commonalities in terms of what we like and wish or want and what we want to create or preserve in our lives. And so that's what you've been working on for the last several years. And if it's been working, then you find yourself in a meaningful community with meaningful communities where I see my dreams coming true. And if that's not happened, then you're going to have to go through a long, you're going to go through a period now of re-examining as to why that hasn't. And that starts here at the end of this month. And the moon will enter the last house of your chart. And that means you'll be reviewing the last 27 years of your life. And it's a chance to sort of, no, to look back on all that I've come through, all the triumphs and the less than triumphant moments of my life and say, what did I learn there? Not to judge myself as good or bad, but what did I learn and how have I grown and to make my peace with the past? Because this is when I pull all these threads together, create a, a whole story of myself, which then creates this new beginning that will come in my life. This really a, a big re- new beginning that will happen when the moon emerges into my first house, which will happen for you in the fall of 2024, two years from now. So Ooh, gosh, you're I got a ways to go. Okay, you got a ways. Well, <laughs> well, no, but during that during that twelfth house period, it's one of the more spiritual times in our life where things bubble up that have been hidden, and we can integrate them, and we realize how important it is to to live the spiritual life and the day to day and all those things. And it, it's it's a remarkable time, but it's not often a time where a lot's happening behind the scenes, and others may not see all that we are and are going through, but we know it, we can feel it. And it leads to something quite remarkable, a a renewal of the self that then Mm -hmm. becomes evident to others, which happens in 2024. Um, What is interesting about that is that the planet of sacrifice and clear seeing and clairvoyance and penetrating beyond separations, the planet Neptune which is the ruler of your seventh house of relationship is been marching through Pisces now since 2010, 11 and this coming year uh, in 2023, Neptune enters your seventh house of relationship, mm, which means, mean? which, well, it could mean so many things depending upon a person's understanding and level of development, but most positively it means 
that now I'm bringing to my experience of relationships a far greater understanding of relationship, which is about, you know, the, uh, releasing from any fear and having faith in myself and one another to make a deeper connection. And so I'm going to have more clairvoyant ability to see through to the truth of others. If I can get myself and my fears or desires out of the way, I will see clearly the nature mm. of all my relationships. And so a truly spiritual and uplifting time can be at hand with relationships. If one can hold oneself centered, and I mean by that, not wishing to see anything in particular at all, then you can see more of what I call the all of whatever you're encountering, whoever's before you. But if I want to see something or I'm afraid I'm going to see something, then that projection gets in the way and, I, and then, I make, then I do fall into confusion and misunderstanding. So it's, the planets don't make something, but they offer us these abilities or powers or periods mm. that we can make good or bad use of. You're coming into a very special period when it comes to your experience of relationships. Oh, for some people, okay, that's for some people, I would say if I've done if I've done my work and I've been working on myself to be really in touch with all that I should be, a truly spiritual development in relationship is at hand. It could be my, well, I could say my dreams come true, and mm. my dream comes to me when it comes <laughs> to relationship is the highest form of this Neptune coming into the seventh house. I've literally mm. had people, when Neptune's coming into their seventh house, they've just sort of, they've sort of given up on relationship, which is usually a prerequisite uh, that I've given up. I think that's happening. I, I'm just, I, just, I just surrender. <laughs> yeah. I've given up. It's not going to happen. I'm not looking for anybody. And that's when the door opens mm-hmm. because we got out of the way. Our desire and fear got out of the way, and so spirit could enter and say, here, here you go. And so it could be a magical moment in your life of relationship coming. Cool. That's, what it, it, that's what it promises, but it's, it's, it's dependent upon you in, you know, as I said, holding it, holding at bay the fear and the desire, <laughs> which is, it's yeah. hard, definitely hard. Uh, but it is how the spirit moves us and moves through us yeah. is by letting go of those things. Oh, thank you for the support. Oh, sure. Well, that, you know, that this, helps is, a lot. This, is, this is heady stuff. I mean, you're coming in. Through, <laughs> it is. It, Thanks for the pat it, on the it, back. It, no, no, no. You, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Okay, well, yeah, knew you too. That was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you I for know, following. I know, you are so good at what you do. I'm very grateful. I am, I am so grateful to do what I do. You can't believe yeah. every day. I, I finish a session, I walk in the next room, and my wife will turn to me, and she says, I know what you're going to say. And I say every time, I love what I do. <laughs> it's, That's awesome. It, it's like, yeah. like I, I can't believe this is what I do. I said, this, you've got to be kidding me. Cause, yeah. you know, but it, but, but. But we all should be so fortunate, uh, and I, yeah. I, I know I am. Yeah, we all should be that fortunate to love what we do. So yeah. thank you. Well, thank you created you. it, thank so you can, you, can, well, no, I, you can own that one. <laughs> but I thank all of you for letting me do what I do, because, you know, oh. it, it, is, it requires relationship, you know, yeah. well, helping one another. Yeah, yeah. It is all about relationship. Yeah, no matter it what your chart says, it's all about relationship. It is. We're all made of each other. And uh, and I learn in every reading and every show I do, I learn. I mean, I'm always learning. That's the point. Mm, that's beautiful. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, great to talk to you. Okay, Annie. Have a great day. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Um, probably have time for, uh, I think, one more. Um, let's see. Um, who we've got here, and it's three four seven. The area code. Hello, who's calling? Hello. 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 Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Who's this? Hi. This is Tanika. How are you? Hi, Tanika. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> or what? Do you, uh, what's your question? So much. <laughs> Well, so my birthday is nine three seven eight. Um, I just 
moved like around two weeks ago to Florida. Um, a choice that I did not want to do, I had to do. My mom sold the house that we were living in. I was not financially able to support myself on my own and stay in New York. So I used to want to move here for like over, over a decade. I had wanted to move here. And in the past couple of years, I started to have a change of heart. I don't know why. And now right. it happened against my control. Um, so my life is kind of chaotic. I don't know if I'm right and this is a good move for me or if you see me leaving here or what's coming up for me. I'm just like a fish out of water. Here, sure. I don't no, know wait, anyone. Wait, did, I don't have a car. So, 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 so where did you move from and where are you moved to? Where, where are you now? We moved from Long Island, New York to Florida. To Florida. Okay. And what? Yes. Yeah. You, you did not want to do that. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, a, again, in your chart, um, like in the first caller, uh, Deanna, you also have Saturn has entered your sixth house of order, lifestyle, health, and healing. And this is a time when you will either feel like my life is the way it should be and it's, it, everything is fitting together and I'm at peace, or no, I feel very much not at peace and I feel disorder or disharmony in my life and it's putting me in a place of being ill at ease. So really what you're dealing with now is, am I living a healthy life? Which, of course, is the whole journey of Virgo. And you know you're Virgo and Virgo rising and you've got your moon in Virgo. It's your life. And now Saturn, the great timekeeper, is moving through the natural house of Virgo. So this is a test in your life now of how I've made a life that does make sense or doesn't make sense. Now, whatever I'm encountering, it's what comes from the actions I did or didn't take in the past. So what's happening today is done. What's coming tomorrow is what I'm going to work on and say, what would I want to have or create that would be a better life or lifestyle if this one isn't seemingly working for me? The, the other thing that's happening here in your chart quite obviously also is that your, uh, another big alignment in your chart at this time is the planet Pluto, which is that big one I was talking about here for the USA right now. Um, and for all of us, it's, it's a big and powerful planet that deals with will and power, which is all about control or loss of control or being controlled by others. This is the year that that planet Pluto has been going back and forth over your Venus, which is the planet of value, the planet of beauty and love. And so this is the year that you are being forced to re-examine what do I like, what do I want, what do I need, how am I loved, all those questions. And I'm facing circumstances where I'm being pushed and pulled in terms of my value of me and the values of others. The challenge is not to be imposed upon by others, if at all possible, but to live out one's own true values. And so what you're dealing with now is those circumstances of, I need to remind myself what my value is and do my utmost to bring it into all that I do, even maybe if I'm in a circumstance where that seems to be less possible, and make efforts towards putting myself in a place where I can be or live out my own true values in the future. But right now you would feel the feeling would be that I'm not in control uh, and someone's imposing their values on me. But then I have to ask myself, how did I get in this situation? And therefore, what are the steps I need to take to get me out of it? Um, but but it, what it forces one to do is to reexamine what do I really want and need? Like some things I thought I had to have I have to let go of now. And maybe by letting go of them, I discover some new values. But some things I never want to let go of, and I know they're important to me, and they're, maybe they're being threatened, and I'm trying to hold on to that. And maybe I have to let go of some of those two, which is going to be very painful. Um, in, in any event, this is a year of a struggle where you may be stripped of value. Um, and and it, will, it will finish by the end of November. Um, which will then bring about in 2023 the need to sort of go back to that source of what is my value, which what is my truth? Um, what do I really believe in? And so this, this struggle over value, over love, 
and possessions and things of that nature will become next year a challenge to more deeply go into questions of truth, questions of my spirituality that will then drive the story in 2023. But yes, you're in, you're in a very challenging time right now, I'm sure. Um, and whatever you can do to create a place of peace from, from within yourself and then around yourself is what you must constantly strive to do. Okay? Yeah. Um, there, there's probably help out there. You, when you think it's not, there's no help, there's always help around, you have to look for it and be willing to offer something of yourself too to get yourself out of a tough spot. But you're, this would be a time when um, you would be suffering um, and the message of suffering is not a punishment, though it feels like it, feels like we're being punished. The message of suffering is the universe saying, you suffer because you are not yet what you should be. And to remove suffering, you have to become who you are and what you're meant to be. And so suffering helps us let go, forces us to let go. We want to move away from the pain. So identify your true sources of pain and begin to move yourself away from them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, Tanika. Well, I, I sympathize. I hope you're okay. And again, you're in Florida. Everybody's in Florida today, practically. So anyway, so uh, hopefully your family came through it okay and you're doing okay. But hopefully you can start to you know, rebuild your life or, or rebuild a new life for yourself over time here. Okay? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. I'll talk to you later. Okay? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Bye. Bye for now. Okay. Bye. Okay, everyone. Well, that was the show for today, and I hope to come back. I, don't, I know I can't make it next week because I have to be away next weekend, but maybe the following week or something. I'll figure it out. Uh, try to do the second part of the show um, that I wanted to do today, which is weaving in Neptune to the whole story of what is happening in the USA right now as well. So that's the plan, but we'll see what happens between now and then. And my very best to all of you. Talk to you later. Bye. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.